Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Sarah Stora is the winner of 21 unbelievable 21 golden guitar awards and the most recent of her seven albums is rain dance her brother greg released the album backwater in 2010 and has been writing songs and performing for many many years together they have formed stora and they have released the single show me hello sarah and hello greg g'day sophie hello hey and uh, I wanted to start by saying you are both such strong storytellers. Anyone who listens to either one of your albums or all of them um, can tell that. So, Greg, a question for you. Who told you stories when you were young? Uh, yeah, well, um, oh, for, for starters, it was my old man. He, he was um, a great yarn, yarn teller and, um, you know, these, these stories I'd heard a hundred times, but if you ever met someone, you know, for the first time or was, you know, just having a yarn with someone, he'd, he'd start into these stories that you've heard them a hundred times before. I know everyone's old man's probably like that, but um, other than that, you know, we, we grew up with, um, oh, you know, Chris Christopherson and Tom T. Hall. Tom T. Hall, he, he's right up there with... Um, in my books as a, as a storyteller and a songwriter and um you know and then you know john williamson and the aussie the, all the aussies paul kelly you know so there was no there was you know no end of um storytellers and song um you know songwriters when we were growing up that's for sure so when your dad told stories did he like a lot of detail did he give you like did he fill out everything for you so you could picture it Absolutely, the the crayons come out absolutely for sure when the old man was telling a story. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And um, and quite apart from the music, Sarah, did you did you like reading as a child, or did you both read as, as children? No, not a big reader. I don't think Greg was a big reader either. Am I right? Correct there, Greg. Spot on. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, we weren't big readers, not pushed to read either. It wasn't um, something our parents um, harped on about. Um, we were pretty uh, free and easy kids, just um, as long as we behaved ourselves, um, you know, we pretty much could just poke along as we like. And that even with, when we're talking about reading, when we're talking about music as well, if we wanted to learn an instrument, mum would have driven into town and she would have provided that opportunity but we um yeah we just sort of we're probably a lazy a lazy lot the kids are too busy having fun outside and nicking over to nans and you know um nan lived across the road and she she lived up on top of a hill big billabong and we had lots of things to do on a farm um but with the storytelling um you know to write a good story, to hear a good story where everyone just stops in their tracks and listens is really important. And whether it's spoken or through music, it's, you know, um, and that's the clever that's the clever thing. And that's how Greg and, and my job now is to try and do that. And some like sometimes, I don't know about you, Greg, but I wing it. Like I write something and I go, how the hell did that just happen? And it's such a good feeling, you know, your story starts 
gets to an end there's and it's all being done and sometimes it's just by by chance or by fluke so sorry sophie you're probably i'm way off the question now not this at is all. what happens when you have a red wine <laughs> at this time of the day <laughs> the reason why i wanted to start with storytelling is because both of you and your own music uh, i mean you've, you've made music together before this as well um i'm sorry you've been on greg's album and greg you've been playing with sarah and writing songs with her for a long time but the, the hallmark of both of your music individually is this incredible storytelling and set, and therefore sense of connection with the audience. And that's why I wanted to start by asking because I don't ever think it comes out of nowhere, particularly when there's two of you in the same family who have it. So I just was, was really interested. So now yeah. I'm interested in, Greg, this is a question for you um, about whether you two listened to the same music growing up. And you've mentioned some of the music, but were, were you both listening to that? Oh, Greg, too. that was directed uh, at you, mate. Yeah, I think we were. I think, um, I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm onto it. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I think, I think, um, you know, we had, we had a great music collection growing up. Um, we had, you know, Mum could pick a, uh, pick an artist a mile, a mile away. Like we had Neil Diamond. We had, you know. Everyone was in our music, in our vinyl collection as kids, and so I think, and you've got to have. Um, well, Sar taught me this, you know, many years ago. Greg, you've got to listen to the lyrics more, mate. And uh, so I started doing that. And you know, there was those songs that you've been listening to for years. On like, I drove a lot of tractor. I still do. Um, probably not as much as I did as a kid, but I, I listened to a lot of songs over the years on the tractor. Mm -hmm. And when you actually look the lyrics up, the Sar said, mate, listen to the lyrics. It's all about the lyrics. It's all about the song. When you listen to the lyrics and you look those old, old songs up you've been listening to for years on the tractor and not well, quite getting the lyrics and... Um, the song just it, it, uh, just it's, it's all down to Sarah and the old man was a great yarn spinner of course and um, mum's record collection but without Sarah um, you know I, I would still be just be clapping my hands clicking my fingers and and going geez that's a nice little groove isn't it you know so um, thanks Sarah good on you mate <laughs> you are back in the wheel Greg <laughs> <laughs> you're back there buddy uh, <laughs> So it sounds like yeah. Sarah was your was a very important musical teacher for you, Greg. And I'm wondering, um, therefore, if Sarah, you started writing songs first, and did Greg learn songwriting from you, or did you both start writing songs around the same time? I started um, with the excitement of writing my first song in Camelwell, and then just kept writing. And then when I'd go home to the family farm, I would sing the songs that I'd been written that I had written about what I was up to and about my life. And then, um, uh, you know, a few years later, I got offered a record deal and the excitement of that and then telling my family and everyone was just so excited and for me because we all love music so much. I think we all realised how it was kind of like... Um, a big dream for everyone to be in music. Everyone understood my excitement and understood how incredible it was that I'd been given a record deal. And um, 
So doing that, eventually, it, it was only a matter of time before Greg and I hooked up. I mean, I, I've, I've written with my eldest brother, Doug, too. He's very clever as well as a writer. Um, and he doesn't get enough credit, but he, he, he writes some great stuff. But Greg and I just, I guess... Um, have just worked on bits and pieces. Maybe we're a bit too similar and we worked on bits and pieces only a matter of time before Greg came along and joined in on the ride and the ride just got bigger and bigger and now we've made an album together. I knew it was going to happen way, way down. We talked about it for a while. We just, we're so, um, oh, I don't know. Um, what, what do you say? I just so, yeah, Greg? Spit it out. Oh, <laughs> um, you know, we're a lot older, but who cares? Like music, the, the older we've got, I think the better we've got. I reckon we've come to, together at the exactly the right time where we meant to be. If we hadn't gone any earlier, I just think as you mature, um, there's, a, there's a good time and a place to do something. And Greg and I have picked the perfect time. Um, to come together and do an album. Yeah, I don't know what I'm prattling on about here, but no. Like, but you, ha you have been, you've been, as far as I can tell, been writing songs together for at least 20 years. Um, and so it, it's, but Greg's been playing been in your band. Yeah, um, anyone who's seen you play live will have seen him and you appeared on his album. Um, so, yes, as you said, you, you've been on the ride or he's been on the ride and you've been on the ride together. But I guess now that you have created it together, what was the impetus to brand yourselves as Stora as opposed to remain separate artists? Um, I think because we wanted this to be um, who we are, our surname, um, who we are growing up as kids, um, who, who we are. Like music is such an important um, thing in our world. Um, I watch other artists and sometimes I think, oh, you know, they're, they're artists and they play music, but what's their love of music? What's their, how deep do they get? And I know that ever since we were kids, we, we just love music and our dad and our mum both taught us that. Uh, and in particular, my dad, you know, that you've got to love a lyric and you've got to love a good tempo and We've just been listening and listening and listening, and it's really important, I think, for Greg and I to come together um, and do this project as one entity, you know. Um, we've got Bonnie and Pip, his daughters, that have jumped on. This is, a, this is a store project, and this represents us as a family rather than as separate identities. We can go back and do our, our other identities later. But Greg and I had to work at this. We had to choose songs together. We had to write together. We had to work out who's doing what vocal where. Mm -hmm. It is a one, uh, you know, one unit. Where, yeah, and it was important that we, we came out of store. And, Greg, do you remember the, the very first time this idea came together? Um, probably, you know, six months ago, you know, Sarah mentioned that we probably we should do an album together and it, it had been in the back of my mind for a long time and so I jumped the chance and said, yeah, let's, that's a great idea, Sarah. And then, and then we both sort of sat down and said, hang on a minute, it's, it's a whole lot of work and it's, a, it's, it's um, you know, you have, to, you have to tour the thing and and um, so we, we thought about 
all that sort of stuff and family and work and and uh, and in the end we said let's do it. So <laughs> I mean you're you're a long time dead and um, as I said, you know um, uh, we've 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 grown up as a uh, oh, music was everything to us as as you know as we've been growing up and um, I, I don't know where we would be without it and um, so. It's just, I think it was a no-brainer to, um, to, to um, you know, do the album together and call it Stora as an as a, as a entity and, and, and bring family members on, on board. I mean, if we do another album, it, 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 you know, more Storas might come on or, or, or whatever, but I think it's, um, it's a really, um, I, I just love it. I, I think it's just a, a lovely organic process we're going through and, and um, um, I hope more family members get on board and we can do some more songs and and do um, live shows because, um, you know, we just done the Denny Ute muster, which was, you know, the girls got up there singing and, um, you know, I just love that. I, I just hope we can do more of that and um, keep that sort of stuff going. Yeah. So did your daughters volunteer to be on this project or was there a bit of strong arming involved? <laughs> um, yeah. Pip's, Pip was has been writing songs, you know, for a little while. I'd come into the house when when Pip's been here, um, in between school and and you know, and her gap year. She's now in the west coast of Australia, having a gap year. Jeez, I wish I was doing that too, Pip. But um, Pip had been writing songs and and singing and performing at school, and so had Bonnie. So um, um, yeah, it just seemed like a natural thing to ask the girls to come down and 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 just experience the recording process and, and watching these people. Um, you think you know something about music until you go to record an album and you get around these people that are just unbelievable, you know, and it's such a buzz. You, you come home on um, on cloud nine after, do, after having four or five days in your studio with those types of people. It's just mind-blowing, really. Um, and you... <laughs> You realise just how much you don't know about the the, the whole setup, but um, yeah, no, it was just seemed like a, a natural thing to ask the girls to come down and sing. And Pip um, took one of the songs down and and recorded it. And wow, you know, it's 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 made the album, and it's a great little song. So yeah, it's just yeah, a bit of a buzz. Um, Sarah, Greg just said uh, earlier that it was six about six months ago that this crystallised as an idea. Now, that is not a lot of time, really, in which to write songs, record them, get your head around a tour. I mean, I know that you've, you've experienced, got all those golden guitars for one thing, but that suggests almost like this was a, yes, this was a force that was waiting to happen, this project, that it was it was just this impetus that carried you along and and got these songs made. Well, we had talked about it a while ago, but it just by chance it never worked out. And, yeah, six months ago we, we decided, are we going to do this? Maybe this is the time to get this album done. And we'd had, like, I'd put um, Rain Dance out and then we had two years of COVID. So we both had that nice little sleepy moment of um, where we could catch up on writing songs and so we, we both had our own separate songs. We both got together and wrote stuff as well. Um, so we everything was ready. We had the material. It was just the, um, yeah, when we talk about is this the time we're going to do the album and we had to sit down and, and seriously consider it. Like Greg said, 
it's hard enough just on your own to get out there, but this is doubly as hard because it, it might be okay for me to go out on the road, but it mightn't be okay for Greg. So we, and we're both really busy. So, but we just went, you know what? Who cares? It's music. And we don't want to sit back when we're 80 and go, we didn't do it. And we got all these beautiful songs that we never recorded. Who cares? Let's just give it a red hot go. If, if trouble ends up in a few months time, when one of us can't make it, we'll sort it out then. What, what, stop worrying and let's get on with it. And, you know, at the end of the day, we've got the songs recorded. We've got them down. Now it's just a matter of managing us and getting out on the road and touring. Yeah. yeah. Well, Greg, you mentioned being on a tractor um, and and you are a working farmer and my godmother was on a tractor for decades and I would have trusted her to be able to fit any number of things into her life. I think when you are used to working like that, when you're used to being on a tractor at 2am as she used to be and you undoubtedly have been, the idea of putting out an album and organising a tour is probably pretty straightforward. Absolutely. We, us, us tractor drivers are very practical people. We, we can get stuff done, you know. <laughs> um, no, but um, no, absolutely. And um, uh, love, all the love out there to tractor drivers and, and truck drivers and, you know, you know you're in the mines working on... Um, Work, work on a digger or something, good luck to you and God bless you, I think, because um, you listen to a lot of radio and, and a lot of lot of music over the years. And um, and plus, too, you do a lot of singing in that cabin um, on your own and honing your harmonies and everything like that. So, um, no, but I I, um, I I can totally understand, you know, your, your, did you say it was your... Uh, your mother-in-law or your my godmother um yeah and then I remember once right, hearing yeah. her son I was listening to the like ABC local radio at about eight o'clock at night to a quiz and I recognized yeah. his voice he was on the tractor calling in to answer the quiz so I was like yep okay this work never oh, stops daylight means nothing <laughs> the quiz yeah. the quiz is you in a, in a tractor driver's life the quiz you you, you live for that you know <laughs> keeps you awake uh, lovely Um, Now, I should talk about the new song, the first song from this project, Stora. So, Sarah, what was the inspiration for the single, Show Me? Uh, I was inspired to write this, um, oh, a year ago. Just heard um, someone running another family down, kind of, and um, I just thought, wow, that's, that's cheek coming from you because really you don't have everything together yourself and um, you shouldn't really judge a book by its cover and so it's just a bit of a it was a song I've been wanting to write for a long time and then I hooked in and then Greg and I caught up we did a little songwriting um, uh, trip up here in the territory and um, really worked on that song to finish it off and, and get it nice and solid and it made the album and why we chose it as the first track look it's lighthearted the, the, the music is upbeat and it's got Pippi and Bonnie on it as well so it is the four of us which represents Stora and um, you know our stories come in all different shapes and sizes and packages and it's not always about farming sometimes it's just about show me to, you know about a lesson in life you know, it does mention our dad. There's always a bit of farming in there somewhere. And dad gets a mention again. Um, but, yeah, it's just and it's really good for me because every time I sing it, 
it remind it's it's a little bit reminds me to behave myself too and to remember to to maybe just just shut my mouth sometimes you know if you haven't got anything nice to say don't say it at all it's that that's the best um quote uh philosophy i think that's going around i reckon yeah I concur with that assessment, I've got to say. <laughs> um, and, um, and Greg, uh, James Gillard produced this track. Uh, so how did you come to choose him? I mean, I'm, you know, he, he is very esteemed and experienced, but there are quite a few great producers in country music. Oh, we, we love James and, and Shanley. Um, and we've done some little runs with, with James and Shanley and, and over the years. And um, I just, um, I've, Look, years ago, we started going to Tamworth when, back when we, I couldn't play guitar, you know, and we, we, um, we'd go, go up to Tamworth from Robinvale near Mildura uh, every year and, and sit there and um, watch these musicians. And you're just going, my God, how long has this been going on? And quite, quite often James was in the band, you know, so we've been watching James for years and then you you learn over the years, you know, he's played for Mondo Rock and played for Jimmy Barnes and he's played for every bugger. So he's quite a, he's quite a um, Aussie icon really in the music circles. So, um, you know, it was really um, just a go-to person for, for, um, for, for um, producing the album. And, um, and man, when we got down there and into the studio, um, yeah, it just, James has shone through as um they were long days, and um, those those fellas, um, yeah, just worked their butts off for what they were doing. Yeah. Now we temporarily lost Sarah, but I'm sure she'll be back. <laughs> she's moved. <laughs> and in the meantime, I will um, say to you: you just mentioned how you couldn't play guitar at a certain point. When did you start? No, well, I didn't start um, learning guitar until I was 24. I think. Um, uh, I realised my footy career was going nowhere <laughs> due to injuries and everything else. So I thought, oh, what else can I do? And um, actually, my mum rang up for me. She said, uh, Greg, I've, I've got you some um, guitar lessons. Um, you're going Friday afternoon. I thought, really? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'll give it a go. And um, <laughs> it, it's the best thing I've ever done. But thanks, mum. Um, so um, I just went up to Mordura and this old pommy bloke and me, we'd, we'd sit there and in the end, we just end up jamming for half an hour or an hour or so. And uh, it was the greatest thing, you know, and um, God, I thank, thank mum every day for um, booking me in for guitar lessons. So I was already mucking around on guitar and, you know, writing a few songs. So I had some catching up to do. I still can't play very well, but, you know, I, I get by sort of thing. Well, you've obviously played well enough to be playing with her for all these years. So, Sarah, I'm gathering it wasn't your mum who got you to play guitar the first time. No, it was a <laughs> mate of mine from um, a family friend. She knew a few chords on guitar and she showed me, uh, yeah, four four chords. And I still only know those four chords, by the way. <laughs> I, I am sure that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's fairly true. Um I'm really basic on guitar. At least Greg sort of learn a few more tricks along the way. And he, so when we're out, he can cover for me. He can do a little bit of the lead stuff, whereas I'm just rhythm. Rhythm is just basically the background music, whereas Greg will play the lead and, and do the fancy bits to make it sound like the song and play those hook lines. So, oh, I haven't got Very time. Very dodgy. To... 
<laughs> well, that's why I don't pay you. That's why you, yeah, you know, I might fix you up with a beer at the end of the night. Well, that's all right. Yeah. Well, you may need a lot of beers in January because you're playing Blazers in January, which is quite a big venue. Um, and so it'll be a big, big show. Uh, Greg, what are you looking forward to about playing in Tamworth next year? I uh, cannot wait. And um, I'm looking forward to adding um, a few of these new songs to our set list and um, uh, just really cranking it out there for whoever's uh, paid paid money for a ticket and sitting in the audience. And um, I just hope we, we just uh, put on a great show. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. And Sarah, after Blazers, there are actually several more dates booked in, and I'm impressed with the two of you having a lot on in both of your lives that you have managed to do this. As you said slightly earlier, if something comes up, you'll manage it, but you've still been able to organise it this far out. So um, I'm, I'm guessing you're looking forward to having some booked-in time with your brother on the road. Oh, it'll be so much fun, yeah. Um, it's It seems challenging at the time, packing your bags, leaving kids, sorting out who's doing what, who's picking them up, you know, all of that. But then when you're out there, you for, you sort of forget all that because, you know, you just leave that to the person who's who you left behind, which is <laughs> your husband. He can sort of that. But you never report in that, you know, you're having a lot of fun. You always report in that it's really tough being on the road. You've had no sleep. Yeah. There's burps, schnitzels, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, don't let yeah. them know. Um, never, never again. <laughs> never again. But then out the door we go and then we just, I reckon I do a little click in my heels as I head out the driveway, I'll tell you. <laughs> and Greg, of course, reports back that he's only been paid in one beer and it's been a terrible experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, all they paid me was... Uh, hot VB and, and a cold shop and a, a terrible. <laughs> well, so, Sarah, what I do want to know is how you rehearse, given that you and Greg are in different places and or do you just come to Tamworth a little bit early and book in some time? Um, well, that's interesting. Um, I, I think we'll have to set up a rehearsal with the band and we just we do that as time gets a bit closer and says, what day's free? Um, let's do a rehearsal. They're all new songs. I think we're going to have to do it. We we normally do do a rehearsal, um, but this is more. This is a no-brainer because they're all new songs for the first time. Yeah, we'll be doing that. But if it was Greg and I, we probably just get into town, run the run the show ourselves in the motel room, and wing it. We actually should have named ourselves Wing It instead of Stora. I reckon. <laughs> Well, maybe Wing It can be the support act. It's just going to be a different version of the two of you. Wing It, followed by Dodgy, followed by Stora. With the with the band, you know, the the intros and the outros are always just on the knocker, you know, bang, with the endings of songs. But with me and Sar, the endings could be, they could go on for minutes, you know. And <laughs> we never finish we the same. Because we look at each other and we nod. That's nod, it. We're yeah. done. Yep, that ready moves. to end. And then Greg will end yeah. and I'll keep going. So Greg starts up again and I stop and then he goes and I. that is our end. We call it train that smashes. Is... <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'd suggest your audience is getting a great experience then because it's like extended remix versions of each song. Oh, we don't let them in on it. It's all part of the show, folks. We know we've screwed up, but they don't. <laughs> well, I highly doubt anyone would detect any screwing up at either of your, any of your shows rather, or on any of your songs. Um, and I just realised I've had you t- talking for quite a long time. It is night time. You no doubt have things to get back to. And sorry, you've got that lovely territory light going on. So oh, the kids, the kids have come home from footy and they've flicked that on. So excuse the dog barking and the mum, mum, um, I'm hiding out the back, but they right. found me with the light and they realize now mum's up to something. She'll get cranky if we interrupt. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, should let you get back to them anyway, because I could talk to you both for hours. I'm sure there are many, many stories. So uh, perhaps I'll uh, catch up with you once the album's out and, ha- yeah. and hear some more stories. Thanks, Sophie. Yeah, we'll be able to chat about the songs. There's some great songs on there. I can't wait for everyone to hear the new songs. It, it's Like I said, it's two years of writing and it's Greg's songs and my songs, collaborations, and we had to pick 12. And so they're very special to us and they mean a lot. So we can't wait to share them all with you. Well, you both separately, as I said at the top, such incredible songwriters and performers. Um, your albums uh, are, are so meaningful and sure for all of your fans. So to have the two of you together is really special for us as listeners. So I can't wait to hear the album and I hope to talk to you both again. Greg, Sarah, Stora, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.